In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Adam Paris about proven strategies to increase revenue using email. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 149. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Plesky, and I'm here today with Adam Paris. Adam is the co-founder and CEO of Blend Commerce, a Shopify agency specializing in growth of six-figure brands. Adam is a passionate advocate of email marketing and aims to make Blend Commerce the world's most supportive agency. In this interview, Adam gives some very interesting strategies on what's working with email marketing today. He helps talk about how to blend some of these strategies of the email that's been around for a while with some new tactics and build something that's kind of best of both worlds, right? Where you're not just emailing the same old five, um, five sequence emails until you get a response. He's talking about blending SMS, Messenger, a lot of new, a lot of new uh, technologies with email to get the best result. And I think that's really powerful. One other thing that Adam gets into is quizzes and how to use that to get to know your customer, to collect more data and how to offer them products that really fit their needs. This is a great strategy that I see retailers using now. And I think it's super powerful. So let's get in the show and let's see what Adam has to say. So, hey, Adam, how are you doing today? Yeah, very well. Thanks, Charles. Really good. Yeah, awesome to have you on the show. Email marketing, just kind of growth through email. Um, I think I've done, sim- I do similar episodes like this, like once a quarter, and you keep seeing it come back up on like email's dead and this isn't working anymore. And then you do an episode and you dig into it. And it's, it's almost like we've been talking about the same thing for years on like email is definitely dead this, this quarter or this year. And it turns out it might not be happening. So is it dead this quarter? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, look, the, the answer for me 100% is no, it's not dead. Nothing, you know, for me, if anything, it's just evolving. And I think, you know, one of the important things with email is that, especially over the past 12 months with obviously what's been happening in the world, the way that email has been used with other channels has become a lot more important. So the likes of SMS, the likes of Messenger, um, using things like quizzes to pull in email addresses. So, you know, for me and, and kind of looking around at the people that I work with, the clients I work with, you know, clients are generating 30, 40, 50% of the revenue from email. So, yeah, 100% email is not dead. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how it's changing is the interesting part, right? Because we all still get email. It must be working. There's something going on here. Um and I know from lists we have, like that's still one of our best channels. And I'm curious though, so you say SMS, Messenger, like how are those things kind of plugging into it now? Yeah, so I mean, with with email, I think you know, the great thing is that you've got, you know, you've got people like Clavio, for example, who now have email and SMS in one platform. And equally, you've got other people like SMS Bump who you can equally, you know, kind of use SMS and email very easily together. And I think what's definitely changed with those is that rather than kind of looking at them as distinct different channels now, people are looking at it and saying, well, actually, look, we communicate with clients and we can communicate with clients and customers using these different methods at different times. So, for example, you know, if you've got a, let's say, for example, abandoned cart flow, which, you know, a lot of e-commerce store owners do, perhaps actually if you've got SMS as well, if the, you see that that person the first time had an abandoned cart message didn't open it, didn't respond to it, if you have their uh, cell phone and mobile number as well, the next time maybe you send an SMS out to them. 
and see if that works. So, you know, if you have those opt-ins, which is very easy to do now, SMS, Messenger, and email, you can choose the different levels of communication depending on what's worked in the past and what hasn't with that particular person. Yeah, I think so. It's more the way I'm kind of hearing it, right? It's a tie-in of not just like like this is an email address. It's a tie-in of this is actually a human, and this yep. human has maybe an email address, but they also have a cell phone. Um, we can also retarget that same person. Now that we know their email address, we know which pages they've been on. So it's now linking that with, you know, here's a human, here's the past purchases, here's some other pages they looked at. Let's retarget them and go again. So it's Definitely. building that whole, yeah, that like vision of who the buyer really is and not just this like, here's an email. Let's like, just, let's just keep beating them over, you know, over the head with offers. Yeah, and I, th I think you, you've put it really well there, Charles. You know, and I think the, the thing is that we've we've looked at email in the past of okay, right? It's it's kind of a one directional thing, in that you know we bring someone to an email list, we pepper them, pepper them, pepper them with an email. We keep on sending campaigns to them, and hopefully, eventually, they might buy from us. And I think that was kind of the mentality of it before. It felt more of a kind of one way street, whereas I think now. What a lot of the smarter brands are doing is making it into more of a communication channel in the sense that making sure that there is something actionable that people can do rather than, say, just, you know, buying a product. So whether it is, you know, doing a feedback survey, whether it is setting their email preferences, whether it's signing up for SMS to get particular offers, if you can do that, you, you're forming that relationship that becomes two-way. And obviously, yeah, it might take a little bit more time, but you certainly get more um, success doing that and having a conversation, getting to do different interactions and just going, Hey, buy this thing, buy this thing, buy this thing. So I think, you know, you've got it right there. It's, it's, let's not just keep going at them. Let's go at them to have a conversation. And then based on what they come back with, let's change that conversation because email tools are so advanced. Now there's a lot you can do with that and using segmentation, using different kind of communication to go back and forth with them. Today's episode is sponsored by Drip. Drip is the world's first e-commerce CRM and a tool that I personally use for email marketing and automation. Now, if you're running an e-commerce store, you need to give Drip a try, and here's why. Drip offers one-click integrations for both Shopify and Magento. There's robust segmentation, personalization, and revenue dashboards to give you an overview of how your automation emails are performing. One of my favorite features of Drip is the Visual Workflow Builder. It gives you a super easy way to build out your automation world visually and see the entire process. It lets you get started quickly, but also build very complex automation roles. It's powerful, but also easy to learn, unlike a lot of email tools that offer the same type of automation. To get a demo of Drip today, you can go head over to drip.com slash BOE. That's drip.com slash BOE. Now onto the show. So how do you hook into, the, when you say what they come back with, right? Mm -hmm. Is this, they come, so you're hitting someone with an email, here's an offer, and they come back with, is it, when you say they come back with like a, an actual response to that, or are they clicking a page, you know, clicking and you get a page view? Like what is that next event that's taking place that then you're making a decision based on? Yeah, sure. No, good question. I mean, the, the thing is then obviously with, with, with some of the clients we work with now, we use tools at the start of the journey. We can talk about this a little bit later on where we get that data from them there and then. But, you know, a good example of thing is that, you know, if, for example, you're a beauty brand and you've had, you know, someone sign up with a normal pop-up to your store, at that point, obviously, 
you know, we don't know what their age is, what their gender is, what their skin type is, all those factors are going to depend upon which product they're actually they're most likely to buy. Now, what we've done in the past is that when we've got emails like that for a client, as that brand will go out to them and say, hey, look, so that we can give you the best options available, please tell us about your skin type. And it might just be three buttons in an email that says oily, dry, uh, I sell it from eczema, say, for example. So all those things, you know, straight away, it's a very easy action for the user. One click of a button. Off the back of that, then, we can then segment them into a particular flow, which might be, you know, if they, for example, have dry skin, it's, you know, other customers that use this product, um, you know, have dry skin, found that within 30 days, their skin felt better, more relaxed. Um, here are the kind of products that maybe you might be interested in. So that then becomes one data point. If you then within that email maybe have two or three different types of products at maybe different price points, you can then see on that click which product they're interested in if they buy it or if they don't buy it, and that's another data point. So really, you know, from that one interaction that you've had with them, you're pulling in two extra data points against that person's profile, and you can then start to feed out more of that kind of back and forth conversation, which you know is is really for me the main thing that people should be doing now rather than just saying hey look here's a bunch of stuff that we sell maybe try and buy some of it you know it should be hey we think this product's gonna be a good fit for you because of these reasons because of what you've effectively told us how about you check these out yeah i like that because you could even do stuff do you see folks let's say somebody was engaged you asked them the quiz oily skin you kind of started learning about them and they got disengaged right mm. You send through a sequence, um, they don't answer or whatever. So you go through your three to five emails, whatever it is, you get to the end and you're like, all right, let's leave them alone for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then through some sort of retargeting campaign, are you ever using that to kind of pull people back in and say, hey, we have this new skincare product. And then you know, hey, you know, that was this person, they have oily skin, they clicked on that again. Let's mm -hmm. get them into another work, another campaign. We can basically just restart this, but with a whole different workflow. Absolutely. Done anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we, we did that for a brand. So the one of the things that we're very conscious of is that we want to continue to be cleansing email lists because obviously we don't want to have people with you know, thousands of emails that are maybe costing them and are obviously not doing anything great for their deliverability. So that particular thing you mentioned there, where you have someone who was initially highly engaged, we've got data about them, become very disengaged is that we've done things in the past where for brands, we've essentially said, look, um, here's a new release of a product, get early access. Uh, we'd like you to be, you know, for a software product, the beta tester. Um, we've also had kind of physical products where we've said, you know, um, we would like to give you a discount, to try this out product, this product out first. And then what that does is that, that then, like you say, it kind of starts that whole process again. They kind of become refreshed within that flow. And then obviously what you can do is sort of then reset their preferences off the back of that. So that's kind of one way of doing it. And the other thing that's been very interesting that we've done recently is that when we've had people that we've seen have become disengaged, we actually send them an email about how they'd like to manage their email preferences. So it might be about asking them, like, do you just want to get news from us? Do you just want to get offers from us? Or do you just want to get everything from us? And even with that, what we've seen then is that the engagement of those people who respond, regardless of what they actually respond to, the conversion rates on the next email that goes out to them, regardless of whether it's just news or if it's everything, actually goes through the roof. Because I think the thing is then in that situation, that customer, that person on your list knows 
that actually, hey, these guys have noticed that, look, I'm not opening their emails. They've noticed that I'm not buying something. So actually, they're trying to help me find something that is more appropriate. So that's been been very interesting the past six months. We've used that tactic because it's worked very, very well to help bring in those conversion rates. How do we actually do that? How do you implement that, just from a real tactical point of view? On yeah. so you basically send them, here are my five types of subscriptions sort of thing. Like what sort of, you know, do you want to subscribe to product alerts? Like, and are they literally like checking checkbox? Like bringing you a page? Yeah. So de depending on which platform you're using, you know, it could be a radio button, it could be a button. And based on that radio button click or that button click, we would then segment them or do a custom profile property against that person. So they click on a particular button, they then fall into this particular segment. And then when we do, you know, news, for example, only people who have clicked on the news one and the all would then receive those particular campaigns that we get out. So, you know, tactically, it, it's something that any e-commerce owner can do very simply. Um, you know, and there's, there's lots of great guides out there from, you know, kind of using sort of email surveys and radio buttons, depending on who you're working with. Um, but yeah, it can be all be done, be relatively straightforward. Well, it's funny because it's, it's built into every um, ESP, right? It's like built oh, yeah. in, like you can unsubscribe, but you're essentially using that like unsubscribe feet, unsubscribed process as a feature to get people to engage based off sending them an unsubscribe email like a more formal, like, yeah, it's an interesting. I haven't heard that one before. That's a good, um, I probably boast open rates too. Cause then at that point you're essentially getting, if they're opting out of certain ones, they're by default opting into other, like, you know, if you do it inclusive, exclusive, right. You're either opting out of some, but also opting into the ones you haven't opted out of. So at that point, the ones are still in, they're going to get a way boost on that it's i'm guessing absolutely no absolutely and i think the other thing as well is that look esps are going to be looking at your open rates and your deliverability so if you can do something with that not only is that going to help you with your overall deliverability and getting more of your message out but like you say there you know with those individual emails getting more of the response that you're actually looking for um and even if people you know, do just say look they want news you know look we can if we, they say, look, yeah, we've got a news story that's coming out about what's happening within that link that they go to. Of course, there's going to be a call to action in there to, to buy a product or get involved more with a product. So it, it doesn't mean I think, you know, that people sometimes feel like, oh, well, geez, look, if someone only wants news from me, they're never going to buy from me. Well, no, what they're saying is that I don't like to be sold to in a more formal way. I like to get the information myself, consider it, and then I like to go on and purchase so then that's the key thing to remember that don't, don't think that you're kind of, you know, um, sort of poking the hornet's nest by doing that. You're not, you're, you're merely kind of saying, look, this person's telling me the way that they like to be communicated to. And if they like being communicated to in that way, they're then more likely to buy than you just going campaign, 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 campaign. Yeah. I like that. When you talk about open rates, um, I ask this and everyone kind of comes back with, it depends, but I'll still ask anyway. What kind of open, well, like, what are the benchmark? Like, what is a good open rate? So if you're in there seeing your 1%, not good, 90%, it, like, what do you kind of see as a range of something reasonable that you should be expecting for some of these? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think, you no, know, that when it comes to kind of benchmarks, um, there's actually, we put a blog on our, our site on blendcommerce.com with some different Klaviyo benchmarks that are out there in terms of open rates. Um, when it comes to campaigns, I think at the moment, sort of open rate wise, you're looking at somewhere between 30 and 40% open rate as a benchmark. 
Um, but then what's interesting is that you look at the different types of flows that are out there and then sometimes then the, the open rates can vary quite widely. Um, I think the main thing is though that even if you're not going to hit in those rates at the moment, the main thing is to keep looking at those rates and keep trying to improve them because, you know, the thing is that ultimately, you know, when it comes to open rates, there's, there's, there's only a few things can really affect it. One is, you know, the day and time you send it. Two is who you're actually sending to. And three is the subject line. So, you know, from a marketer's toolbox point of view, you haven't got a great deal to play with. Um, but what's helpful is that ESPs have got lots of great tools to help you test those things. Like, for example, you know, I know in Clavio we've kind of got, you know, Smart Send where it can send, you know, 20% of a campaign at different times throughout a day and then say, well, actually, based on the results that we've had so far, it looks that sending this kind of campaign is best at 11.30 a.m. on a Saturday. And then you can then use that to then go forward. So, you know, use those tools that are within the platform you're using to help you get better at those open rates as well. Yeah, I think uh, Trip had this one a while back, I remember, where if you sent an email with a certain subject line and it wasn't opened, you could just resend that same email, but with a different subject line. Awesome. It's just like, right, so you know if 25% of people opened it, you could just resend it again to the 75% and they didn't see it. And then Absolutely. all of a sudden the open rates, you would just double your, double if not more, because the second time you could get a better open rate, oddly. Um, exactly. And each time you did this, you got better at writing subject lines and it just, you know, improved the whole process. So, yeah, I like, there's little tools like that that can help and they're part of these packages now. And like you said, and this is why everyone says it depends because, you know, let's say you want to lose weight, you know, looking at like the benchmarks for an average weight, it, it's not really that useful. It's more like, where am I, where am I today? And mm -hmm. I want to get better than that, right? So you're always just trying to, you need yourself as the bench, you're where you start. That's really the most important thing. And you know, you're just trying to head in the right direction. So yeah, 100%. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, I want to come back to it, uh, quizzes. Mm. I feel like that's something I'm hearing more about this now and it's kind of getting to be the, the new hotness. Um, but I think it works really well. Could you yeah. kind of go into how you're using that? Yeah, so um, we, we've we actually used quizzes in, in two ways. The one way that we'll be doing uh, a lot at the moment is there's a tool out there by a company called Octane AI, and it's actually called Shoppable Quiz. And what's it, what, what's it called? Uh, Shoppable Quiz. Shoppable Quiz. Yeah, Shoppable Quiz. And what this just means is that you can actually have a dedicated page on your site where there are a series of questions that you can ask to a user but at the same time, also you can get their email, you can get their um, cell phone number, and also messenger opt-in. So the important thing here is, you know, that you're getting, you can get up to three pieces of key data in terms of communication, but there's a lot of information that you can get about that particular person. So um, an example of something that we've just done recently is that we, we work with kind of a personal care brand. And one of the things that we've done for them is that when you go onto that site, um, it's, uh, you know, would you like to uh, get a free personal care profile? So what happens is that the person's like, okay, well, what's this personal care profile? So they click on the pop-up. What then happens is it takes them to actually a page on the site and it starts off by asking their age group. So that's the first thing. After that, it's asking about their skin type. After that, it's asking about the activities they, perform, they, they do at the weekend. Uh, it's asking about their family. All these questions that, you know, are an absolute, you know, joy to have as a marketer 
because you know so much about that person as a result of them. And at the end of that process, straight away, you're able to give them, show them on the screen, the products that you think are the best fit for them. So not only does this kind of take out a lot of the kind of manualness of, of, of quizzes that used to be there, you know, we used to use Typeform and look, Typeform is still a great tool. Um, but there was a lot of things we'd have to do with like Zapier and, and webhooks and integrations, whereas now it's like literally you can have one tool, have it all there. It integrates with your email provider. It integrates with your SMS provider, and you've got that data there and then. And I think you know, the thing is it's that some people get a little bit freaked out when they hear the word quiz because they kind of think, you know, look, those really kind of tacky Facebook quiz where, you know, which Disney character are you? <laughs> yeah, what kind of, yeah, what kind of Star Wars character are exactly. you? Exactly. And, and you kind of, you have these negative connotations, but when you look at it and, and you know, the, the term of the quiz, quiz is never actually using these things. It's, you know, um, style advisor, um, personal care advisor, um, get our um, personalized guide on. So it's this term of personalizing and basically allowing that person to get to the product you want to get to, you know, in kind of three or four years ago when this wasn't really there, we would be relying solely on navigation, call to actions, copy to essentially signpost the person through to those products you want to get them to. Whereas here, what we're saying is we don't actually need to get them to go through that complete flow of the site to get them to that particular product we wanted to see. We can get them to do that literally by going to that, that information, typing it in. And because, you know, the way our, our minds work, we were inquisitive. We're like, oh, what are they going to recommend to us? You know, this sounds interesting. I wonder what they're going to recommend for me. And you're, you're skipping all of that flow out and getting straight then them to that product that they are. And obviously, if they don't like those products, you then go to your B set of products in the email. So, you know, we give them maybe, you know, three different types of, let's say, aftershave or cologne, and they don't buy any of them. So what do we do? Well, we take their email and we say, look, you know, they haven't bought this, so let's try them with the next three best products that we think is a good fit for them. And then, you know, in the next email, if they don't buy again, well, let's not just do it as a, a campaign email. Let's do it as more of kind of a, an information piece. You know, three great um, clones um, that uh, are great for this Christmas. So it kind of becomes more of a blog. You know, you're still pitching products to a customer, but you're pitching them in a different way each time. And eventually, you know, you're going to get to a point where they do buy, or if they don't buy, well, hey, look, let's get them out of the list. So, you know, you, you've just got to, I think, kind of keep going with that funneling down of, you know, staff or with that kind of that straight, direct, look, these are the products for you. That doesn't work. Go a bit softer, a bit softer, a bit softer. And if none of that works, then, hey, look, get them out of the funnel. Yeah, I think people really underestimate how effective this is. Just for growing the list, growing that profile, you get a five-question um funnel quiz, quiz funnel if you call it right that's five pieces of data that you wouldn't have got before absolutely and you get a retargetable pixel so now you can retarget them later on and they see your logo at the end and they see some products you could even offer hey we'll email you um you know this report for the best skin care for your you know type of skin whatever so if you have oily skin we'll send you the oily skin report for 30 to 39 year old women Exactly. So you can have these reports and it's not even, and a lot of these are similar, right? So you're not, you're not generating thousands of these. You could be down <coughs> generating tens of them. Yeah. You can email them a PDF. You can show them at the bottom of that email. Here are some links to some products. So it's, and it's really, what is that offer? Like what, I guess, what are some compelling offers actually? Probably a good question on 
that actually hook people in because you could do yeah what star wars character are you right but you're not really like you know the offer there is okay cool i'm yoda but like what do you actually offer because you don't just hey we're gonna offer you are you are you saying we're gonna offer you the best skincare product or is it a report to teach you more about skincare or is it a a pdf like what are you actually offering them at the very beginning yeah, so I think with, with kind of products that are, I think, more lower priced, it's more about just kind of giving them those products there and then. So straight away, look, these are the recommended products for you. Um, when you've got products that are maybe a little bit more expensive, and again, you know, I'm talking about beauty and skincare a lot, but it's, it's, it's a great application for this, is that if you have something slightly more expensive, is if you created a core PDF, which was about health and lifestyle and skincare. So maybe you talk about nutrition, you talk about diet, you talk about exercise, including some yoga exercise in there, including you know different types of foods that are great for the skin. And then you just have one section in there maybe that is around saying, look, for your particular skin type and for your age group, these are the products that are gonna work well for you. So you're putting that sales message in there, but they're getting a lot of value from you in terms of that PDF off the back of it. And that could be something that you could offer. The other way we've seen this done as well is that you can also, you know, we love to talk about urgency, of course, in, in obviously in scarcity in e-commerce. Um, but I think, you know, one of the things here is that what we've seen done with it is that you can also offer a limited time free gift with those products. So one of the things that has, you know, you, you might laugh when you hear this, but it's done very well, but free gifts is tote bags, those kind of little sort of Hessian cotton bags, you know, we have just seen giving those away as a free gift with a, a buy now service is just crazy for conversion. You know, you, you're talking cents to add that and yep. it, it just goes through the roof. That or even, a, you know, a bundle and you've seen bundles work probably too, right? On yeah. Like a great example is uh, like camera photography. That's sort of thing. Mm. You know, everyone sells their Canon and Icon. It's a map. Everyone sells it at map. Everyone basically the same thing. But a lot of folks offer, and they do have great margins, right? If you look at B&H, any of those guys, great margins on that product. So they all offer a bundle of, it comes with an SD card, a case, and they kind of have this little thing. And it's not not super expensive for them to actually offer this. The SD card's not, you know, it's not the top end one, but they put together a bundle and that's a way of differentiating, hey, should I just buy it from Amazon or should I go to B&H because they offer this special bundle that I can't get on Amazon or can't get directly from Canon. So I think people really underestimate just bundling or like you said, just like, yeah, free gift where it's just a little extra that differentiates you from everyone else and mm. you don't get that gift. I, I, I really like that idea. And I think, yeah, you, you make a very good point there in, in that, you know, particularly for those products like, you know, photography equipment or, or anything where there are kind of multiple components to kind of delivering something where you go to Amazon, you're like, hey, well, you know, other customers bought these things together. And I'm like, well, do I need this one? Do I need this one? Do I need this one? And it's like, I think you make a good point there. It's like in that situation, they've given that information, you are very clearly, like you say with a bundle, saying, look, you need these things in this bundle and it's going to cost you X amount of dollars. So, yeah, I think for me, that's another great application of using it. Yeah. And I think people underestimate the free gift, the bundle, that little, you know, mm -hmm. you buy um, in fitness, like protein powder, right? And it comes with the free shaker. Yeah. And like, you probably, if you're buying protein powder, you probably already have that shaker, but just against the other one, that's also, you know, twenty nine ninety five, you're like, well, I got a free shaker. 
and you know to go next to the four other ones I have in the cabinet, but you still kind of you're like the perceived value of that is greater, and it really does give you something of saying like, well, you know, I could go with either one of these at both twenty ninety five, but this one I have this extra thing, mm-hmm. and that extra thing just feels better. Um, Definitely, really underestimate that. Definitely, because I think you know it's it's kind of it adds a bit of trust to it, and yep. it, it also you know it it starts developing those those feelings of kind of brand loyalty from the outset especially when your competitors aren't doing that. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. When you were saying earlier, you mentioned um, SMS and mm. Messenger. How, like how and when are you kind of layering that into this, right? So you get someone's email, you kind of know they're interested in these three products. Are you hitting them first with an email or like when do you know it's the right time to actually um, go the SMS route? Because I feel like that's that's a lot more um, intimate, right? And all of a sudden, like, you don't want to just start, you don't want to like, hey, you know, I'll, you're looking at some skincare products on Facebook and all of a sudden you get a text and you're like, yeah, you know, you blow some minds there. So like, how do you kind of come in at the right time with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the other thing as well, you know, depending on guys, you know, where you're listening to this is that, you know, the reaction to SMS we've seen is very different in the UK uh, to Europe, to North America. Um, and I think, you know, in North America, the concept of getting a text from a sales perspective is a lot more easily received than it is perhaps in the UK. Um, the main way that I would say, regardless of where you are to start off though, is by using SMS more as a tool to notify. So things like, for example, you know, expected delivery, um, has the product being delivered? If you've got that opt-in for SMS, start with those because what that does is that it's not intrusive. It's information giving, you're not selling anything. And what that does is it, it programs in our mind that actually, look, this company will send SMS. It's been helpful so far. And at that point then, once they've gone through that journey with you of getting the SMS for those kind of more notification type things, then start to feed in, for example, you know, um, the first campaign. So it might be, for example, that you set up an SMS that is, you know, uh, today's special offer only, you know, X percent off Y product. Um, or it might be, you know, um, here's our Black Friday offers, especially for you as your, you know, an SMS subscriber. So starting off kind of small. As you say that, I just got a text and it pops up on my screen. My <laughs> iPhone's actually getting delivered. It's up for delivery. So there you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that's Perfect. Yeah. yeah we and, it's, that. and that's exactly what you're saying. You kind of get a little happy. I literally, that just happened, which is amazing yeah. as you're explaining that. Yeah. So sorry, go on. I just had no, to. No, not at all. But I think that, that, that's the point, isn't it? We're, we're used to these you know, bigger companies. We're used to the likes of UPS or um, you know, DHL, wherever you are in the world, sending these kind of text messages. That's kind of expectation. You start doing that as a brand, then people go, okay, yeah, great. They're helpful. They're useful. And they start then, I think, in their mind positioning you in the same level, even if you may be a small brand of one of these bigger brands that you're used to interacting with. So I think yeah, that's a good starting point. The other way of doing it, which you've also seen has been effective, is – if you are offering SMS sign-up only benefits, so what you uh, do yeah, is, that, you know, yeah. yeah, look, sign up here to get our exclusive deal just for um, SMS customers. So at the back of that, then there is, you know, one of the good things that you can do there is actually create a product that, you know, a low-value product that is only available via that URL that's hidden uh, would be hidden on your main site. So if you start getting chat on, you know, social media, well, look, actually, I bought this product. Well, hey, how did you get that? Oh, well, I subscribed to the email, the SMS list. 
Um, that's kind of a good way of doing it. And then basically continue to kind of drip that through. So I think that's kind of another tactic. And the last one is, is when, you know, like I mentioned at the start, if you've got your email flows already and you're not getting a reaction there, then flip that over to SMS for the next time they're abandoned cart. You know, flip that over next time to, you know, if let's say, for example, they've become an engaged, just try that SMS just to see if that works. So there's kind of, I think, you know, there's three different ways that you can kind of start bringing that in. Um, and I agree with you, Charles, like, you know, the last thing to do is, you know, hey, guys, here's an SMS, here's an email, here's a messenger message, here is a um, web push notification. Because, you know, how are you just going to go, look, too much guys, unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Yeah, yeah. Once you go too far, I've got the, the web pusher ones. Mm. You know, when you're like mistakenly, you know, a few years ago, you signed, you're like, oh, what's this? You signed up. And now all of a sudden, every time something was on sale, you're like, all right, guys, yeah. let's, let's back off a little. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I like the idea of um, offering like a coupon, right? Because that's the easiest way. You pop this coupon up and you've seen it, put your email in, but also put your email and your, you know, SMS, in, your, your cell number or your cell number. You could just kind of, play with that concept um, and try some different things there. And basically you give us something, we'll give you something. Mm. So coupon 20, 10% off and everyone kind of has that email, but you could also, yeah, you could include SMS. Exactly. You could include your, um, you can get Facebook messenger access to it, right? That's another thing. Yeah. They can so yeah, you can also get that, that, that um, opt in to, um, I mean, you just made me think of something actually as well that you mentioned kind of that back and forth between the brand and the customer. Um, we did something with a, with a jewelry client with SMS bump where they, um, had a lot of guys who were looking to get engagement rings and one of the ways that we use SMS for them is that basically there was, you're able to essentially talked to an advisor, which was a real person via SMS. So it was great for engagements because it was kind of discreet oh, in the yeah. sense that obviously, yep. you know, look, you, you're not going to get, you know, your, your potential partner finding out, um, you know, on your computer or whatever it might be. Um, and obviously you've got that back and forth with the customer and you can easily actually automate that process too. So it might just be a, Hey, look, what, what, what shape diamond are you looking for? You know, is it, you know, square? Is it round? Is it, um, you know, teardrop? So you can even put three, three images in an MMS and they can hit back and say, you know, square. Okay, well, check out these ones. You know, what, what size carrot do you want? Um, how much do you want to spend? All this stuff that can become automated, then you get your sales rep on it. Okay, look, actually, I think you should go for this one. Um, you know, and you can, if you, you discounts, look, actually, look, if you buy it today, I can give you, you know, a three-year warranty, you know, all this stuff. So if you've got something that's more consultative, um, uh, um, you know, more expensive purchase, then again, SMS can work wonders in that respect too. That's a good, that's a good one for 2020. Cause I feel like that was a process where, you know, years ago I got engaged to go into the little jewelry store and he gives you the, the, the loop they call it. And you look and they go, yeah, you get this diamond and you look at the diamond and you pretend like you kind of know what you say. Do this whole, yeah, you do this whole process, but now in 2020, you're probably not, uh, not doing that anymore. So yeah, having that back and forth and all you want to do is you, they kind of, you want to give them an idea. Here's kind of, you know, Hey, she told me this is kind of what she's looking for. You basically want to tell another person they come back with, and here's about my price range. And they come back with three options and like, great. Uh, Let's do B. Sounds sounds in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and that's one of those things like you're probably not going to that jewelry store nowadays. And 
it's also, like you said, you're kind of doing it a little stealthy, right? So you don't want to, Hey honey, I'm going off a, you know, Starbucks for two hours. Yeah. Um, I'll, be, I'll be back. Um, you have to kind of do it in the middle. So yeah, doing it, you could, you could see that consultative very, uh, very much working with this. Cause it's something that it's very natural, right? You want to just have this little side conversation. No one can see you kind of sneak it on the side. Um, great. Let's go with that. You can see recommendations, you, your negotiations. Um, and you could see, yeah, like you said, using it for any expensive product though, mm. photography gear, yeah, that's a, you know, classic example, a new yeah. bed, yeah. things like that, where, you know, you have a lot of questions. What's the warranty like? What happened? You know, how's, you know, how's this work with this other product? How do they work together? And there's just back and great, let me check. And it's basically, you're asking for support for those sort of products before you actually purchase the product, mm. which is kind of interesting. So it's, you're getting support up front. Um, and Absolutely. SMS, I think is perfect for that. And that's I think you know, the point you made there about kind of you know, going and asking out those sort of support questions is that the nice thing with that is that as more as as you get more and more people using that service, you can then bank those as kind of you know, typical questions, and then of course the automation becomes better and better and better and better. So your your input as a, an individual in terms of jumping on that phone and responding back is going to become less and less as well. At the same time, you know, bringing that level of customer service up. So yeah. Yeah, I've used some tools like um, what is it, Drift, um, mm. their chatbot, that sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, you kind of it asks a question. There can be five responses, or I didn't see, it, and then they type it in. And depending, and you can do some super complex things with those now, where you know you can answer eighty-five percent, and that other few, okay, and eighty-five percent they go to an article or a page or whatever pre-built kind of workflow. Um, but the ones that don't, they go to okay, now let's get you on the phone with the human. And each time you get to the human. That's another kind of little point of, okay, we need to handle this path, right? Like this yeah. is a path that maybe we need to add another two options on this question and that will get us to, again, automation. Mm. I like that a lot. And I think yeah, the, the beauty is what you mentioned there as well is that if, you, if you're if you using like um, a service desk support tool, like say, for example, Gorgeous, you know, you would have all those interactions from your SMSs in Gorgeous. So as soon yep. as that person, you know, is, is talking to that live agent, They've got all that already in front of them. So they kind of, they know exactly where this kind of conversation is going. So again, that's just another great thing about SMS too. I love it. Okay. This is super helpful. I'm going to, uh, yeah, link to a few things here. So people should definitely check that out. And if people kind of want to learn more about you, kind of, so you mentioned, um, blend commerce, what are you guys working on there? Is it exclusively email or is it kind of, uh, like, what do you guys do exactly? Yeah, so we are first and foremost a Shopify agency and we predominantly kind of work with brands that are what well, we would say pre plus. So you have Shopify and Shopify Plus and majority of our clients. <laughs> I like are, that, I like that, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of those people that are just before that level of, of you know going to that plus level. Um, the majority of the work that we do at the moment is around growth partnerships. And what that really means is that as a client coming in, we help them grow their business with obviously conversion optimization. SEO, digital marketing in terms of email, in terms of Facebook ads, and any of the development requests that they've got. So our team essentially becomes part of their business, and we essentially help them grow, whether that is increasing their revenue, their conversion rate, more subscribers, whichever it is, we kind of help them do that. Um, but on the on the, the marketing side, we are 
email and Facebook ads is, is definitely kind of where we, we lie and also do a lot of, uh, a lot of SMS as well now. So, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to kind of check us out, it's blendcommerce.com. Uh, my name is Adam Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E. So you want to obviously connect with me on LinkedIn too. I uh, love to chat Shopify. And uh, as you guys have probably seen today as well, email marketing is a, a big passion of mine. So, uh, yeah, if you ever want to uh, get my two cents, let me know. Awesome. I'll wait to that show notes. Thanks a lot for coming on, Adam. No problem. Thanks so much, Charles. Appreciate it.